Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. Here is the number 800-922-6680. We have a lot of things to uh, to get to. Matt Gates uh, threatening to... Uh, uh, boot Kevin McCarthy unless he does something about impeachment. And I'm going to tell you, I 1,000% agree with Kevin McCarthy. Or not with Kevin McCarthy, but with Matt Gates. Uh, you know, bleep or get off the pot, as it were. Uh, Donald Trump was impeached twice. We now know that the first one, uh, it was created out of whole cloth. There was nothing there. It was created from a phone call with the then president of Ukraine and all Donald Trump said was, hey, man, there's a lot of corruption. Why don't you look into it? And uh, by the way, there was because Joe Biden's son, Hunter, was working for Burisma, a gas company. He'd been hired by the gas company to get Joe Biden to stop all the government investigation of all the corruption, you see. And Joe and Hunter ended up getting $10 million apiece. And Hunter got paid a million dollars a year for being on the board. And Donald Trump was just calling about that. So they created an impeachment to distract from the real corruption, which is Joe Biden. There was no grounds for impeachment there. There was no grounds for impeachment the second time when he left office. The January 6th kangaroo court uh, proved they couldn't find the evidence, even when they were allowed to go through all of the videotapes, selectively edit them, uh, selectively choose witnesses, and then destroy all the evidence when it didn't result anything. We've got plenty of evidence to impeach Joe Biden and remove him from office. We've got plenty of evidence to put Hunter Biden in jail for the rest of his stinking life. And presumably, if we can bring impeachment charges, all of this collusion, the federal government, the DOJ, with the Biden administration, with the deep state will be uncovered. And hopefully, that will shed light on the racketeering, corruption, and conspiracy of these Democrat AGs and DAs indicting Donald Trump all at precisely the same time to interfere with the election. So Matt Gates is going to play hardball. Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to play hardball. Uh, You know, of course, they're extreme, right? Aren't they extreme? They never say that Mitt Romney's extreme. You know, they never say that uh, that, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell is extreme. You know, if he's lucky, he'll get like, I think he's breathing at this point. But uh, that's coming up here. This is a, uh, this is a, oh, oh, this is kind of funny. Kind of a little bit too late, too little too late. Corinne Jean-Pierre insisted uh, Tuesday that Joe Biden still is planning on visiting East Palestine. What, what a pointless, what a pointless thing to say. Honestly, what a, what a completely pointless thing to say after ignoring East Palestine for so long. Joe Biden only responds when it starts polling badly. 
Joe Biden didn't admit he had a seventh grandchild until it, until it started polling badly and Democrats started to say, hey, man, this is really bad. Because uh, you got a little girl down here in Arkansas, and through no fault of her own, Hunter Biden impregnated her mom, who made some pretty bad life choices. And Joe Biden and, uh, and the lovely Jill Biden, who's a, who's a doctor and a great teacher and a caring individual. You know, how could you say anything bad about them? But anyway, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, insisted that Joe Biden uh, plan to visit the town of East Palestine, Ohio, despite the more than seven months passing since the railway disaster. The, uh, <laughs> the president is going to go to East Palestine. I don't have the time or date to announce at this time, but he will go, Corinne Jean-Pierre added. Residents of uh, East Palestine said the only difference between East Palestine and a hurricane is the hurricane never uh, left uh, from above us. Uh, it's, it's still there seven months later. It's just invisible. You can't see the homes that it destroyed that are full of chemicals that people can't live in. You know, at this point, I think it's pointless to come. And, and I, uh, I would say that, actually, I would have said that the day after the train accident. Because, you know, it's Joe Biden. GLP voters uh, uh, broad support for Trump holds. This is interesting. Less than half seriously worried criminal charges will harm his 2024 chances. This is according to CNN. It's going to be quoted from CNN in case you wanted to know. Uh, President Donald Trump continues to hold what he has proven to be an unshakable position atop the Republican field of candidates vying to take on President Joe Biden. Joe Biden won't be the candidate. That's what I'm sticking with. I'm sticking with it. I could be proven wrong. It, it, there is possible. It's possible. But, uh, you know, mm. I just don't see how that's happening. 52% of Republicans and Republican-leaning independent voters support him compared to 18% for Ron DeSantis. Four in ten in the uh, potential GOP primary electorate say they definitely decided to support him for the nomination. 43% are definite Trump supporters. 20% are firmly behind another candidate. Uh, 37% have no first choice or say they would change their minds. So there's a little bit of that going on. Uh, A a minority, 44% of Republicans and Republican-leaning independents say they are seriously concerned about the criminal charges uh, he faces will negatively affect his ability to win the 2024 nomination if he becomes the Republican nominee. See, this is why impeachment is uh, very, 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 very important right now. Because uh, it's going to, I believe, uh, put the kibosh on some of this, this election interference. It'll expose the uh, web of deceit and lies and abuse of the justice system by Merrick Garland, Chris Ray, Joe Biden, and others. That's why the impeachment has to happen. Of course, uh, you know, Democrats are going to deny this until the ends of the earth, but the American people get it. I've got this here. Hold on one second. I was digging through some uh, prep that I've saved. 63% of Americans believe Trump-Russia smear was a hit job against Trump. Majority want FBI to be criminally prosecuted for their actions. Here's another one. Um, most registered voters think uh, President Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden partook in an illegal influence peddling scheme when he was the vice president. Yeah, that's from uh, a couple of weeks ago. I, mean, I save these things just to kind of give you a, an idea and when the media, you know, moves on tries to make it look like everything's cool, that what you believe is not true, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. MGG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, one of the only uh, people in Congress with the only GOP members of Congress with balls, and she wasn't born with them, as I like to say. 
says she will not vote to fund the government through its an appropriations bill until an immediate impeachment inquiry is opened into President uh, Joe Biden. Now, you may just recall the uh, the Congress a few months ago codified the massive increases in spending brought on by the COVID emergency. And so we went from, what, about a $5 trillion budget to a $6.5, $7 trillion budget, and that was codified. And here they are a couple months later uh, uh, complaining, I'll just say complaining, that uh, there could be a government shutdown. After everything that we've been through, after everything they put us through, after all of the inflation and all of the spending and all of the green energy promises that were lies, and all the infrastructure promises that were lies, and the Inflation Reduction Act that was a lie, after all of that, they're going to go back to the old playbook. Oh boy, they're going to shut down the government. They're going to ruin everybody. Everybody's going to die. Well, you know what the American people are saying? Shut down the government. Who gives a rat's behind? Who cares? You got a government that doesn't care enough to help out the people of, of Maui? To give the people of Maui a $700 check for each household while they put up their FEMA agents 45 minutes away in five-star resorts? The same government that didn't give a crap about the people of East Palestine? The same government that doesn't give a crap that the American people are, are not a f- able to afford to buy groceries and heat their homes? I, I, I've been saying this for years. When I was in D.C., I remember watching the government shutdown. Barack Obama, the, uh, the Democrats had planned on a shutdown, and they got their shutdown. And it lasted a couple days. And I remember they had thousands of road signs printed up all over the country uh, saying that the Republicans caused this shutdown. They even shut down the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. I'll never forget it. I was in D.C., and the Vietnam Veterans Memorial is a long wall of granite with names carved on it. I know because I've been there numerous times when friends of mine have scratched their father's names, etched their father's names into a piece of paper on it. I have. I've been there many, many times. And the government shut down, and Barack Obama hired more people to keep people from seeing the Vietnam Veterans Memorial than would have manned the memorial if it were open. And that's when I realized that this was nonsense. And, and that's when I realized that as you and I suffer, and you and I experience these uh, you know, 40-year highs of inflation and whatnot, and, and, and uh, our, our uh, increase in our cost of living goes through the ceiling, and our paychecks become more and more worthless, the government never stops growing. And amid all of our suffering, they literally made permit permanent a 25 30 percent increase in the federal government the size and scope of the federal government they're living high on the hog and they're going to do this again to us they're going to threaten to shut us down well you know what shut down shut the hell down shut down for a month i don't even care here's marjorie taylor Greene talking about talking to john solomon about the things she needs to see before she decides to vote on a new budget. Well, I think the best place to deliver a message about how I will vote is not by doing it in a press release, not by doing it on my social media. It's talking directly to my constituents. And so at a town hall I had right in my hometown, I let my constituents know that I will not vote to fund the government until we achieve an impeachment inquiry, but also I will not fund a weaponized government 
against President Trump, pro-life protesters, yes. parents trying to hold their school boards accountable. Yes. I will not fund more COVID insanity, COVID vaccines, vaccine mandates, mask mandates, all of these ruined American uh, Americans' lives and took away their freedoms. And I will not vote, and this has always been my stance, I will not vote to continue to slaughter people in Ukraine and to continue to fund the war in Ukraine. This has to stop. We need a peace resolution between those two countries. So those are my demands, not only for appropriations, but for any attempt, if we have to get there for a short term. Now, uh, in case you didn't know, the latest request by Joe Biden for uh, military aid for Ukraine, uh, 20% of that request would completely rebuild the town of Lahaina on Maui. Everybody would get a home. Everybody could return to normal. All the businesses could be rebuilt for 20% of what we're sending to Ukraine. But you see, our federal government doesn't give a rat's behind about you and me. And it should be fairly obvious. And that's why I'm like, okay, you're going to threaten to shut down the government? Shut it out, man. I don't even care. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani last night talking to Rob Schmidt about uh, uh, what we have to do. And number one on the list is impeaching the criminal in the White House. And uh, the inevitable thing here is going, whether they like it or not, it's going to be impeachment. Uh, you're going to have to impeach him for the good of the Constitution. You know, even if it was politically wise not to, we can't have a precedent that a president can sell out a country the way he did. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and he has, and everybody knows it. And, uh, and sooner or later, the, uh, the wheels are coming off. Uh, I'm still waiting to hear what uh, Greg Kelly said. He said that uh, uh, something big is coming before October the 31st that will end Joe Biden's candidacy, if not his presidency. Um, and, uh, and I don't think he's going to make it. I don't think he's going to make it to 2024. Uh, let's go to Claude and our man. I tell you what, let's hold on to Claude. I don't want to go to a caller right now. I'll be cutting him off too soon. Uh, Claude, you hold on. You'll be up next. Uh, 800-922-6680. Matt Gates threatening to uh, force Kevin McCarthy out. We got that. And a Washington Post columnist embarrasses himself by ignoring corruption as a reporter. That's all coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Coming up, I've got some audio from the diarrhea flight. Did you hear about that? You know, I was thinking, why would you turn a flight around to Barcelona if somebody had uh, diarrhea? And then I, uh, then I read the story, and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, good idea. That was, a, that was a good choice by the pilot, and I'll explain <laughs> very shortly on the show. Oh, by the way, um, you know, uh, Donald Trump has been indicted for the fourth time. Newsmax is conducting an urgent national poll asking Americans if you, uh, if you think uh, President Trump committed real crimes or this is just a political witch hunt. We want to know your opinion. And you can just do the uh, Newsmax poll. Just text the word event, E-V-E-N-T, event, to uh, 39747, 39747, event to 39747. We will share the results with Congress, the media, and on Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Growing by leaps and bounds. Thank you very much. Text the word event to 39747. Uh, Matt Gates is threatening to try and force Kevin McCarthy out as speaker if he stands in the way of impeaching Biden. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is um, he wants to cling to the old guard GOP. He wants to cling to the Mitt Romney old guard GOP. He wants to cling to the Mitch McConnell old guard, uh, old guard GOP. But he also recognizes that if he completely beds down with him, his career's over. Well, I'm telling you right now, Kevin, that uh, considering the 
ungodly amount of evidence that this president is corrupt and and it is honestly it, it's it's beyond absurd to think that there is not evidence uh, when the mainstream media thought there was plenty of evidence to impeach Donald Trump twice for nonsense that he was cleared of Joe Biden isn't going to be uh, he isn't going to be exonerated because there are Hundreds of bank records. Uh, there are 4,500 emails with him using fake names in government documents, sharing classified materials with family members, among other things. Millions of dollars in money going into Biden family accounts tax free. Kevin is stuff to get to be done. Matt Gates says that lawmakers will soon force a vote on impeaching President Joe Biden. Warned Kevin McCarthy could face the consequences if he try to stop him. Uh, McCarthy may not have the job long if he stands in the way of pushing for a congressional trial into Biden's links to his son, Hunter Biden's foreign business deals. I'm telling you right now, the only thing that is preventing uh, the uh, attempted incarceration or worse uh, of Donald Trump is an impeachment of Joe Biden, which would shine light on all of this. I believe it would stop these indictments, which are clearly a conspiracy, which have been hatched in the White House. They've been hatched between the people who are the puppet masters of Joe Biden. And then the DAs have been dispatched to indict him just in time for the election. It is very clear that this is conspiracy to throw an election. And Kevin, you better do something about it or you're going to be gone. And I think uh, the American people kind of want you gone anyway. All right? And this is like last straw material. Would you vote for him? This is Jim Gossett, the softer side. If his name wasn't Kevin. Why not vote for Jim? Jordan's better than Kevin. Oh, God, I'd rather have Matt Gates for sure in there. Kept through the right of bone. His past he can't disown. He's a That's Kevin. Never wears a baseball hat because of the rhino horn sticking out there. Jams went with Hakeem. Hakeem Jeffries. Wow. An election denier. Well, you can't do that in this country. It's seditious. He's their Marxist stream. A pathological liar. <laughs> Process run amok. Be careful, Jim. I guess it's just our luck. Okay. But we might, might be stuck with Kevin. Yeah, for now anyway. For now anyway. We've got uh, 
This uh, and Rob Schmidt talked about it last night. Philip Bump is a uh, a Washington Post writer, and he did a, uh, a podcast with uh, comedy seller owner Noam Dwork, Dorman. Dorman, never heard of the guy before. And uh, this is a Washington Post reporter, supposed to be like uh, one of the uh, pilots on the greatest, uh, you know, supposed journalistic machine of the 20th century, and he completely ignores Joe Biden's corruption. Uh, and this comedian embarrassed him. I've got audio from that coming up. Your phone calls, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. We've got a special guest joining us in one moment. Brigitte Gabriel will join us to talk about, uh, well, all of the, uh, all of the nonsense uh, attacking our Judeo-Christian values, our freedoms and whatnot. That's in just a moment. Uh, headline, leading economist warns Americans to hunker down to save your pennies ahead of a possible recession. After it's emerged, households are spending $700 a more a month than they were two years ago. Yeah, $700 for a lot of people is rent. All right, and $700 if you're on a fixed income is impossible to overcome sometimes. And it is probably a good idea for you to take what you do have, maybe invest some of that in precious metals, because precious metals always have value. That's why they're called precious metals, and that's why they are historically uh, as lasting and effective as an investment as any are. And right now, you can learn more about investing in precious metals and some of the nonsense that's happening with our our banking system, including this move towards digital currency, which will essentially take away all of your assets on a, a government whim for a number of reasons, could shut down your banking accounts. You're going to need something on hand. Uh, get the Secret War on Cash. It's this wonderful booklet from uh, Swiss America. They'll they'll show you uh, what to do, uh, and they'll give you shed some light on the possibility of investing in precious metals and having it in case things really start to go south. So get your free copy by just calling or texting 800-289-2646, okay? 800-289-2646. Mention my name, Rob Carson. And uh, also, when you text it, just, just text my name, Rob Carson. And this is an all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency. It's growing every day. Learn about the secret war on cash and learn from a great company like Swiss America about investing in precious metals. Again, 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. Mention Rob Carson or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates may apply. Brigitte, uh, Gabriel, how are you today? Hello, Rob. I'm doing fantastic. I'm glad to be back with you. I, I'm glad to have you back on. My producer, Brian, and I were talking about whether or not we were putting money on whether you would breathe or not during the entire interview today. <laughs> so we weren't, we weren't sure because sometimes you get, a little, you get a little riled up. Are you a little riled up today, Brigitte? I'm always riled up. I'm always excited. I live in the United States of America, the yes. greatest country on the face of the planet. How can I not be riled up and excited? I swear, and there's so much uh, BS going on. You've got four indictments of Donald Trump all happening at the same time, uh, which I consider to be conspiracy and collusion. What are your thoughts on this persecution of Donald Trump all coming down in an election year while ignoring the uh, mountains of evidence showing that Joe Biden is a, a shill for our enemies. Look, 
the left has an agenda, and in order for them to implement their agenda, they have to remove Donald Trump completely, if they can, out of the face of the planet, and that's why they are going after him. They do not want him on the ballot. They do not want him as president. I mean, I even heard yesterday that some states are even considering not putting his name on the ballot. Uh, I, I, you know, I was watching an interview with George Stephanopoulos the other day talking about he is shocked that Biden and Trump are tied. He is shocked. But the left is so out of touch in reality, and what they are doing to President Donald J. Trump is basically empowering his position with their attacks, because right now the American public, even those who are at the center, even those who used to identify as Democrats, are saying, you know what? I do not know if I'm comfortable with this. I mean, we are going after our, you know, political opponents. I'm not sure if this is the country uh, I want to live in. I do not want to become a third world country. And even they are uncomfortable with it. So this is nothing more than a witch hunt. God bless this president. I do not know how he does it under all the pressure that he is in. But that's their end goal. They want to eliminate Donald Trump from anything political in this nation. Now, Bridget, I, I, you went. Uh, you have a, a you know a, a very difficult story in your life. Uh, you went through a lot of political persecution yourself, and when you see something like this, uh, after coming to the United States and thinking you'd put that behind you, what is this? How does this impact you personally when you see the uh, the DOJ, the FBI weaponized against a class of people and a man who's running for office? Look, for any immigrant like me who came to this country legally, with emphasis on legally, because we crossed oceans, we worked so hard to get here because we wanted to escape corruption in our homelands. Look, the, the majority of the uh, uh, rest of the world, when you look at leaders, their leaders are corrupt, especially when you, you know, I, you know, you can isolate the developed countries, but you can look at that three quarters of the rest of the world. Anybody that came to the United States escaped persecution, escaped corruption, the leaders get richer while the people remain poor. That's why people come to America for opportunity, because they know the sky is the limit because of the laws that we have, because of the protection that we have, because of the rights that we have. And we are seeing those rights being eroded in front of our very eyes. I never thought, Rob, in my entire life that in America, the country that I aspired to immigrate to all my life living the bomb shelter. You know, I immigrated from Lebanon. I never thought that in America we are going to see political, powerful presidents trying to eliminate their competition, trying to eliminate their competitors, or government agencies going after either silencing, attacking, or persecuting average citizens trying to put fear in their heart so they don't speak up, so they do not protest or speak up against the corruption that they see. You always think of these things happening in Venezuela, in Zimbabwe, in Mozambique, in Lebanon, in Egypt. You do not think this is going to happen in America. And yeah. by the way, one important thing I want to make sure I bring up in this interview, Rob, um, the, a decision talking about how the left is trying to uh, transform our country. 
there's a major decision that's going to be happening in Congress within this week or next week. The senators are coming back, and they're going to vote on the confirmation of General Brown to supposedly lead our military. He is going to replace Milley. And we know that Milley is very woke. We know that our military is going very woke. But this general that the Senate wants to confirm uh, when they get back from recess, which they got back this week, is so woke that he believes that um, the military needs to change. He is actively engaged in diversity, equity, and inclusion, race-based quotas to cut the 80% white officers, including 86% white male pilot, to a minority of 43% purging trained, skilled warriors from our ranks. Yeah. We cannot allow the Senate and Biden administration to destroy our ability to defend our country and our families. So we want people to go to our website, actforamerica.org. Actforamerica.org. We have an Action Alert Act Now campaign on the front of the page to contact their senators to stop the confirmation of General Brown. We made it very easy. We have an email prepared for you. We have social media posts prepared for you. We give you their phone numbers, the senators you need to contact, even with a script of what to say to them. Please go to actforamerica.org right now and take action to stop the confirmation of General Brown. You know, they uh, just created a new ad because the uh, the military came up with a woke ad about a woman and her, her two moms and all of this crap and they saw their recruitment drop dramatically. They, uh, they did introduce a new ad that I shared on my TV show last week that that uh, actually features uh, it looks like cisgendered males uh, ready to do battle and yet they're going to try and and bring in this woke uh, moron even though uh, wokeism has effectively destroyed recruitment they're going to try it anyway that doesn't make any sense to me uh, is this about just making america not ready to fight against a very very uh, cruel world that wants to kill us and take our property Yes, it is a part of weakening and transforming the United States of America. And, and you know, Rob, 10 years ago, if you would have talked to somebody about, you know, these type of issues, they would have said, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. This can never happen in America. Our military is the strongest military in the world. Do you know that in the last 10 years, we lost the assimilation? You know, we do simulation practices with different countries. We lost to China 10 times in the last 10 years. Most Americans don't know that. And why are we losing? Because of this whole nonsense of diversity and inclusion. Because, like, for example, this, this General Brown believes diversity and inclusion are the key to success of any organization. So he's, he wants to take the military, which, by the way, he was nominated to lead the Air Force four years ago. And he has already four years failed leadership as an Air Force chief of staff. Under his tenure, the Air Force's military strength has descended from marginal in 2021 to weak in 2022 and to the lowest rank of very weak in 2023 in the history of the Air Force. So now they want to put them in charge of our entire military with all the branches. This is nonsense. We are on the brink of World War III between our entanglements with the Russia-Ukraine conflict, and now Taiwan is on the brink of war with China. So we need to stop this confirmation. This is urgent. We need people to go to actforamerica.org right now. 
take action on the homepage, stop the confirmation of General Brown. Now, let me ask you this, uh, Brigitte uh, Gabriel. Uh, you, you wrote the book, uh, Rise in Defense of Judeo-Christian Values and, and Freedom. Do you feel that the, the American people are experiencing an awakening right now? Because I do. I, I, uh, I mentioned that Donald Trump's mugshot brought together the hood and the trailer park to support Donald Trump. And, and as much as the Democrat Party has made Donald Trump into the man to fight against, uh, now by that mugshot, by these indictments, they've turned the government into the man, and Donald Trump is one of us. Uh, what do you think about this spiritual awakening, or at least the uh, awakening of patriotism that's happening in America right now? Uh, people are waking up all over the country. And look, when I wrote my book, Rise, in defense of Judeo-Christian values and freedom, the book is purely political. This is not, it has absolutely nothing religious. The book was written to show people that Western civilization was founded on Judeo-Christian values and principles. That's where we have our freedom. And do you know that when the book came out, nobody wanted to talk about it because everybody was afraid to touch it. Now we are realizing, especially after what happened to President Donald Trump, the country is waking up and realizing it is us versus them. This is not the Democratic Party that you think about the Kennedy Democrats. This is the radical leftist Marxist socialist who want to transform America. It's between them and us, the people who believe in law and order. We believe in secure borders. We believe in police protecting our communities. We believe if we need to call 911 at 2 o'clock in the morning when somebody's trying to break into our house, we expect the police officer to show up in five minutes. Not some therapist talking to us on the line, you know, to emotionally be able to reach out to whatever someone's trying to break into our house. So the country is waking up nationwide. We are seeing this nationwide. And we can see it through the sign-ups to our organization. You know, I run the largest national security grassroots organization. And we see so many people signing up at actforamerica.org to receive our emails and action alerts or to take action and all our Act Now campaigns, or to start chapters in their community. Uh, nationwide, people are organizing because we are realizing we're going to lose our country unless we bond and come together. Otherwise, we're going to be broken separately, and we cannot allow that to happen. Gabriel, it is always a pleasure to get you on, and I appreciate you giving us the information about General Brown's confirmation hearings next week. Go to actforamerica.org. By the way, Brian, my producer, uh, I heard her breathe at least twice. You owe me five bucks. Just wanted to tell you that. Brigitte, honestly. I get a lot of information out in a very limited amount of time. You are one of my faves, 1,000%. God bless you. Thanks for what you're doing. We appreciate it. You're leading the way, and America's going to win. I feel absolutely positive that America's going to become better because of all of this. Thanks for shedding the light on it. Amen. All right. Have a glorious glorious rest of your week. Actforamerica.org. This is The Rob Carson Show. Act 
Forumerica.org. General Brown is the uh, the person they are attempting to replace uh, uh, Millie with, and he's uh, as woke or worse. And uh, Brigitte Gabriel has said that you should uh, learn about this. Uh, our our military can't take more woke, to be quite honest, and that they would uh, they would uh, uh, posit, or I should say. Uh, bring someone in who's worse uh, gives you an idea of what uh, what they have in mind for our, our military. Uh, we already know that woke uh, woke recruitment failed did a face plant. We also know that Joe Biden has uh, depleted our uh, our military munitions and whatnot with the war in Ukraine and uh, putting us in a very dangerous place, a very very dangerous place in a very dangerous world. So uh, Washington Post uh, Philip Bump. I didn't know Philip Bump, uh, to be quite honest. He's a Washington Post columnist, presuming a, a journalist, which, you know, he works for the Washington Post. How much uh, cred can you give him as a journalist? Anyway, he he appeared on a, uh, a podcast with a comedy seller owner, Noam Dwarman. And after an hour of innocuous questions from Dwarman, Bump called the affair a setup and walked out. Because um, the evidence against Joe Biden is so gigantic right now with uh, these suspicious activity reports, LLCs that were created, tens of millions of dollars, uh, IRS whistleblowers, 1023 forms. I can go on and on and on. And that uh, this this person calls himself a journalist uh, and, and is ignoring all of these is, uh, is remarkable. And here is uh, Rob Schmidt introducing this little segment. I want you to listen to Mr. Bump, a guy who, uh, you know, walks in the shadow of Woodward and Bernstein. Uh, they were also charlatans, by the way, uh, and and says that uh, and ignores real corruption in the government, uh, even though he has the First Amendment. Columnist Philip Bump handles the Post's coverage of the Biden bribery scandal, which is effectively an in-kind contribution to Biden's re-election campaign. Bump was invited on a podcast with the yeah. CEO of the Comedy Cellar. So not exactly a threatening environment no, really, for no. this Post columnist. But no. somehow, Philip Bump got smoked by a guy named Noam <laughs> Dwarman, who simply laid out the massive pile of evidence of corruption that people like Philip Bump are just simply refusing to yeah. acknowledge. In essence, the question is, and the, and the idea that's being propagated by Republicans is, that Joe Biden was involved in this to a significant extent, well, yeah. and and they believe benefited financially from these business. Yeah, because of all the you know the suspicious activity reports and the millions of dollars coming in. Although they have as of yet been unable to prove any such. Uh, you're full of crap. Burisma is the only thing. Oh. that the Republicans would be able to hang their hat on. What do you take from the text message to his adult daughter? Uh, hundreds of text I have to give 50% of my income to pop. I have no idea what that means. Wow. I don't. I have wow. no idea what that means. Yeah, but you say there's no evidence, no evidence. But then there's a text message where he says, I give pop 50% of my money. That's that's evidence. Okay, well, what do you, okay, fine, fine. So, it's evidence. I appreciate you having me. Wow, uh, unbelievable. Uh, here is a little bit more of a bump. And this is Rob Schmidt uh, talking about Ukraine. Ukraine should be enough to end the Biden presidency. Philip Bump says on Biden corruption, the only thing Republicans can hang their hat on is barisma. Yeah. And he says it in such a, a lackadaisical manner, as if it's such an innocuous detail that the founder of a corrupt energy company paid the vice president's son a million dollars a year and alleges that he paid the vice president himself a five million dollar bribe. Who cares about that? says a Washington Post column. 
We really do uh, have a, and you know, you hear it time and time again, we have a corrupt media. And what's really shameful about it, and this starts in uh, journalism school, obviously, and the indoctrination of, uh, of journalism, is uh, that you've, you've got kids who don't understand and appreciate the First Amendment of the United States. The First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States is the most important piece of legislation in itself in world history, allowing us to associate, uh, to challenge uh, governments, to uh, assemble together. Uh, to uh, to uh, go to religious services, etc. That's what made us into what we are. That's what dragged us out of the Middle Ages, riding in buggies to uh, you know playing golf on the moon 50 years ago. The First Amendment backed up by the Second Amendment, and this buffoon doesn't understand history, and he'd rather bed down with the Democrat Party. It's shameful. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This would be uh, our number two of The Rob Carson Show for the uh, Gen X people in the audience. Uh, generally, kind of like one of the original uh, TV heroes of, uh, of, of some of us Gen Xers, John Schneider. Uh, Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard. He's done a lot since then. You know, Smallville and whatnot, musical career. On and on and on. Created the Children's Miracle Network with Marie Osmond. Did you know that? <clears throat> Children's Miracle Network. When you're at the grocery store and they say you want to give a dollar to the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, John Schneider. Yeah, I know this. I know this. So he's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Pardon me. <clears throat> Got a little uh, stuff, a little funk in the throat. So uh, uh, before we launch into the next topic, which is going to be um, Rob Schmidt's epic monologue on January the 6th and the disparate sentencing of uh, five of the uh, defendants this week and uh, in the last couple of weeks, Burning Man census. Now, if you uh, were wondering what kind of people go to see Burning Man, uh, what do you think? What do you suppose their uh, uh, political persuasion would be? Yeah, obviously very liberal Democrat, because uh, Democrats who don't have jobs can do things like Burning Man, and and after the age of, I don't know, 40, uh, still think it's relevant to go get really drunk and high and stand in the desert with a bunch of people and burn a building. You know, that's what they do. So the new census of uh, Burning Man attendees has revealed, and this will be a shock, uh, most burners are white men near middle age who become increasingly rich and Democrat. No way! Shut up! Next thing you're going to tell me, uh, they wear or they drive Priuses with uh, coexist bumper stickers on the back, or, or in this case, a uh, a Tesla, a Tesla. 
Did you ever notice that leftists never put bumper stickers on their Teslas? They never put bumper stickers on the Tesla. They do it on, they do it on the Nissan Leaf, mostly to, right, to hold the car together, I guess, like duct tape, uh, or they do it with Priuses. So anyway, here you go. Every summer, attendees come there, and they're generally wealthy, educated, uh, average age of 37. Uh, they started this in 1986, uh, draws 80,000 artists, musicians, and everybody, and they go to the desert. It's kind of like that scene in Independence Day, Randy Quaid and his group of people. If they were artsy-fartsy, insufferable commie libs. <clears throat> That's what it'd be like. 34% said they hold graduate degrees up from 24% in 2013 at the San Francisco Chronicles notes the average uh, average uh, national average is a much lower 15% of people who have uh, graduate degrees. So that's who's going to Burning Man <clears throat> and one of the reasons why I will never go to Burning Man. So uh, a few months ago, this was kind of the original uh, Freedom Rock that came out. You know, we've heard the song uh, Richmond, North of Richmond. Uh, that song became an anthem for those downtrodden who feel like the government is living high on the hog while you and I are suffering. Well, this came out about a year ago, and this is just Donald Trump reading the uh, uh, the uh, national anthem, <clears throat> or the Pledge of Allegiance, I should sorry about that, <clears throat> the Pledge of Allegiance, with January 6th protesters singing in the jail. Okay, now many of the January 6th protesters have been there for 900 days without a trial. Many of them, like Joe Big, sentenced this week for knocking fence, sentenced to uh, 17 years in jail uh, for doing that. And, and every night at 9 o'clock, the January the 6th protesters sing the national anthem, much to the chagrin of the, uh, the uh, jackbooted thugs in charge of the jail in Washington, D.C. And this song went to number one, just like Richmond, North of Richmond. Okay, so that was, and I didn't mean to interrupt, uh, I figure if you want to listen to the whole thing, you can listen to one online, but that went to number one, because people realize that something's going on here. I've said that we are living a tale of two cities. We have a bourgeois and a proletariat, the, uh, the bourgeois that's you and me, we, uh, or the proletariat that's you and me, we feast on the crumbs, while the people in Washington, D.C., uh, you know, fe feast on foie gras, and now we have a uh, Bastille, and, uh, and what comes next? Uh, La Revolution. Now, this is a uh, uh, peaceful revolution, but, but underway, nonetheless. And last night, uh, Rob Schmidt did an epic monologue on this. Rob Schmidt of Newsmax, who uh, <clears throat> I do believe is doing a wonderful job uh, filling the boots of uh, Mr. Tucker Carlson, who was fired from Fox News. Here is uh, a little bit of his monologue. I want to share a little bit of this and, and get your reaction if, you, if you'd like to as well. 800-922-6680. And it was Michael Brown all over again in this country. And the nation fell into chaos in the summer before a presidential election. 2020. And Democrats immediately began stirring up as much rioting as possible. Yeah. Because right before the 2020 election, that was certainly to their own benefit. Now, I said 2020 was 2020 because it was 2020. I said that in, wait for it, 
2020. Make the phone call, send the email, show up. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. And unfortunately, there's plenty to go around. This is a particular moment in American history where 400 years of oppression, 400 years of racism are being addressed in a very, very powerful way. That can't compare to anything else. And people's voices needed to be heard. This is not just a moment. It is a movement. It is a movement that is fueled by... The, the diversity, the oh, beautiful diversity of who we are coming together as a unified body, uh, demanding, in this case, change and justice for everyone. Yeah, yeah, you the know, it's, 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 it, it's vomitous. It's vomitous, to be quite honest. And here is uh, Rob Schmidt talking about the sentencing. And, and this isn't about being a party shill. This is just about challenging the narrative that the mainstream media, the liberal media, are painting about January the 6th. Their support was never more obvious than when blue city and state leaders dropped their all-important COVID restrictions to join in these protests that almost always descended into some kind of riot or chaotic activity. Yeah. And that is why we see such a disparity in sentencing between the summer of BLM and January 6th. Listen! Because the left is not going to punish their own foot soldiers. Our first example is Ethan Nordine, who prosecutors say helped plan January 6th and then led a group to the Capitol. Unarmed, they say Nordine tore down a fence, oh, allowing no. rioters to breach an outside perimeter near the Capitol. Ethan Nordine was sentenced to 18 years in prison. Think about how long that is. What did Nordine plan? Well, prosecutors never really say that. They just scream out seditious conspiracy because it sounds terrible. Ask anybody associated with January 6th and they'll say there was no real plan. Had this been a real rebellion against the government, you might have wanted to bring a weapon or two. Yeah, there's that. Two other Proud Boys, Joseph Biggs and Zachary Rell, with 17 and 15 year sentences for the same. Breaching barricades, tearing down fences. Yeah, essentially uh, stealing a loaf of bread is an analogy that I would use. Uh, here's a little bit more of uh, uh, Rob Schmidt talking about one of the defendants. Dominic Pozzola smashed a window on the Capitol building. Ten years in prison for breaking a window. Ripping down fences, breaking windows, you get between 10 and 20 years in prison. By comparison, BLM rioter Edward Shinzing was sentenced to one year and three months in prison. Weird. 15 months for breaking into an occupied federal justice center in Portland, Oregon in May 2020 and lighting the building on fire huh. when it was full of people. Once you know, it's kind of funny because uh, the BLM uh, tried to burn down St. John's Historic Church right across from the White House before driving Donald Trump and his family into the presidential bunker. Why are those people not on a first-name basis? Why are those people who did that, why weren't they tracked down using cell phone data? Because they committed acts of terrorism. It was on fire. Shinzing then intentionally spread the fire to other parts of the building, trying to make it as dangerous as possible. Federal employees were forced to evacuate to escape the flames, Weird. meaning Edward Shinzing tried to kill a building full of federal employees by lighting it on fire. Fifteen months in prison. Now, um, the government, and, and if you look at history as any sort of a gauge, a government that engages in this, okay, in using and weaponizing its legal system to uh, persecute its political opposition, that government is going to end. 
All right, and I'm saying with this one, this iteration, not the government, not our United States has founded, just the people who are in charge now. So right now, I believe they are living on borrowed time. It's just a matter of how long. And I'm not talking about death. I'm talking about the death of the bureaucracy and, and uh, reinventing it. But sooner or later, it's going to come to a very abrupt and ugly halt. And it, uh, it's, it's going to matter who, who is on the right side of history and who is on the wrong side. And those who are on the wrong side are going to have to be held accountable. Uh, a little bit more on uh, Rob Schmidt in the disparate it means different, by the way. It means one side gets punished more, in case you're a, a Democrat. Cops being run over intentionally by cars while trying to stop riots as they poured through this country in 2020. As our elites poured fuel on the fire and radicalized America's victim class into violence. Yeah. Because chaos helped their chances in the 2020 election. Need to be held accountable. In fact, the AP reports about 60 of the roughly 100 cases that were brought uh, in Portland have been dismissed. What? Court records show. What? 60 of the 120 cases, of the 100 cases, as opposed to January 6th, which the DOJ proudly states, in the 31 months since January 6th, 2021, more than 1,106 individuals have been arrested in nearly yeah. all 50 states for crimes related to the breach of the U.S. Capitol, including more than 350 individuals charged with assaulting or impeding law enforcement. Yeah, thousands of police officers were injured in the 2020 uh, riots, $2 billion worth of damage to America's cities. Uh, and America gets it. America understands this. Uh, here is Ron DeSantis last night talking to my friend Mr. Eric Bowling about what he would do uh, if he were in charge. Some of the people that are, that are going away now, they've 15, 18, and 22 years for Terrio. As, as a president, would, would President Ron DeSantis commute or pardon those guys? We will look at all those cases. I mean, so there's some examples of people that should not have been prosecuted. They just walked into the Capitol. If they were BLM, they would not have been prosecuted. Then there's other examples of people that probably did commit misconduct. They may have been violent. But to say it's an act of terrorism when it was basically a, a, a protest that devolved into a riot, uh, to do excessive sentences, you can look at, okay, maybe they were guilty, but 22 years, if other people that did other things got six months. So I think we need a single standard of justice, and so we'll use pardons and commutations Good. as appropriate to ensure that everyone's treated equally. And as we know, a lot of people with the BLM riots, they didn't get prosecuted at all. Yeah, absolutely. And, and everybody understands this. Everybody knows this. The average American knows this. The average Democrat voter, ABC, CBS, NBC viewer may not recognize this, but the rest of us do. We uh, see through it. Now, coming up, I've got this, uh, and I debated how to <clears throat> approach this interview that Tucker Carlson did uh, with uh, uh, Barack Obama's uh, dalians Larry Sinclair. Uh, I'm going to play some of it. I'd like to know your thoughts on it. Um, there is a relevance to it uh, that I think is important, and I'm going to uh, share what I think. Also, uh, I was writing uh, uh, a good deal of political satire for Rush Limbaugh when Barack Obama ran for president. And I was saying some of the same things, not about, <clears throat> you know, uh, cocaine and having sex, uh, but about other things, about uh, covering up everything to get Barack Obama elected. There was a machine in place to get him elected, despite lack of experience, uh, life experience, political experience, and whatnot. Anyway, that's coming up. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
You know, it's kind of interesting, uh, social media. LinkedIn is the only social media where you can, uh, you know, uh, establish ties with other industry professionals. Uh, and half of them want to uh, uh, pr- promote your podcast and are from India. It's kind of weird that way. Uh, half of your uh, friends on, uh, on uh, uh, LinkedIn, generally, people from India who, uh, who will promise you they will uh, promote your podcast and reach a million listeners, which we already do. But I do appreciate that. <laughs> I want to talk about this uh, this Tucker Carlson interview, but first let's hear this from Jim Gossett featuring Barack Obama and Tucker Carlson, and you'll only hear it here on the Rob Carson Show. I know you want to out me. Posted well, it. Tucker Carlson, just let it go. If people hear from Larry about me, it might hurt of my legacy. I ain't too proud to beg Please don't out me, just let it go. Boo-boo. I ain't too proud to plead, Tucker Carlson. Please say yes, and don't say no. Ah, come on, Tucker. Well, what do you say, pal, huh? Too bad it's staying up there. I'm gonna let the folks decide. <laughs> For too long, the left has protected you ever since they somehow elected you. It's not working. I won't take down that interview. The last thing that I need, Tucker Carlson. Oh, won't you tell me what I can do? You can watch it yourself. Twitter. There you go. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Uh, By the way, he is at uh, 17 million views, which is still a whole lot more uh, people who uh, that are watching Fox News. There's that. So not exactly the 270 million that he did with the Trump interview. Uh, and I debated uh, whether to run this or if uh, Barack Obama did what he did. You know, because honestly, uh, do, do I doubt that Barack Obama might have a proclivity toward, uh, you know, uh, men? I don't know. You've seen him ride a bike lately? Okay, it's a little joke. It's just a little joke. But, you know, who cares? I don't care. The, the problem is the cover-up. That, that's the problem in the cover-up. Because, uh, you know, smoking crack and uh, smoking something else uh, really show a tremendous uh, void in the character. Here's, uh, here's uh, Larry Sinclair, the intro. One of the most interesting moments in the 2008 campaign occurred when a man, like Obama himself, came from out of nowhere yeah. to recount his experiences with Barack Obama, the man. His name was Larry Sinclair, mm-hmm. and he told an amazing story. He said that in 1999, he had encountered Barack Obama in Illinois, had sex with Barack Obama, and then used cocaine with him. Gotcha. Sinclair went on to make these claims publicly at the National Press Club in Washington to sign a sworn affidavit and to take a lie detector test. But he was dismissed. In fact, he was attacked. Obama shills like Ben Smith, the Politico, batted the claims out without refuting them. They're absurd. And the rest of the media followed suit. Now, it's kind of weird that uh, uh, E. Jean Carroll got $5 million from Donald Trump, even though there was no evidence at all he met her for a sexual romp in the Bergdorf Goodman dressing room in the 1990s. There's no evidence whatsoever, no pictures, no DNA, nothing. And, uh, and uh, uh, Donald Trump was a high-profile individual, surrounded by bodyguards, surrounded by people, all of that. Oh, and did you hear the latest? Apparently, uh, he is, um, uh, uh, E. Jean Carroll can get even more damages after a judge ruled that he defi- defied her in 2019 
claiming her sexual assault allegations were totally false and saying that she was not his type. So he's, he said, she's not my type, and now she can get defamation uh, money for saying that. I hate to tell you this, E. Jean Carroll, uh, back then uh, and now, I don't know who the hell's type she is, but it ain't mine either. But the claims weren't absurd. We're not claiming they're true, but they were certainly credible. This was a first-hand account of Barack Obama's behavior by someone who was willing to sworn, sign a sworn affidavit to that effect. So the question is, whatever happened to Larry Sinclair? What's his life been like since? Yeah, and why are people who have no evidence, uh, no credibility, no witnesses, no timeline, no specific location, i.e. what happened to, uh, to uh, 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 Judge Gorsuch in his confirmation hearings. Uh, the same goes with, uh, with Donald Trump and E. Jean Carroll. Uh, again, here, here it is again. This is that, uh, that uh, two, you know, uh, two different approaches, uh, two different uh, takedowns, and the media always signs with the liberal. Uh, is Barack Obama gay? I don't even care. But how did he get elevated so quickly with so little skill and how much was covered up to get him there? John Schneider joins us next. Don't go anywhere. We have a special guest on the line, one of my favorite guests of all time. You know him as uh, Bo Duke. You also know him from the TV series Smallville. He is also the founder of the Children's Miracle Network. He has a musical career. He is a uh, was a teen idol for me, particularly, and my wife. She's still a big fan, wants to meet him. I said, that's never going to happen, not as long as I'm alive. John Schneider. How are you, man? That's great. <laughs> hey, Rob, how are you, my friend? I'm good. John, you know what? There are a lot of Gen X women out there. Who uh, you know? I mean, you were you were the teen I idol. You were the guy on Dynamite magazine, and you were just well, barely yeah, a teenager yeah. too. You, I mean, you were nineteen, right, when that TV show rolled around? I was actually eighteen when the uh, when the show rolled around. But <laughs> oh my God. it was uh, it was fun. The world wasn't quite crazy. We had uh, three networks and more to watch. Somehow, yes. yes. And the news have... was the news. They actually, you know, people actually reported. Uh, the news with no bias, which is really quite wonderful, and people people don't understand that any more than uh, than a twenty year old understands that you didn't used to always have a phone in your pocket. Oh yes, I was I was looking for a quote that I had. I had written down a quote this morning about news coverage and how it used to be. You know the old cliche: it bleeds, it leads. Uh, the most the the uh, the the stories that have the largest impact on society as large that was generally descending order of importance in a newscast. Now it was: does it enforce the uh, tenets of a political party and a candidate of choice in the newsroom, which is always Democrat? That's it. It's it's what hurts Republicans and what benefits democrats that's what's happening well, it's, it's with so the mainstream media yeah it's embarrassing they destroyed journalism there is no real journalism and as far as the mainstream goes anyway i mean you know, of course with the advent of all these channels and all these things there are actually there is real news out there but you've got to you've got to turn over every rock you've got to really search and try to find it but on the ones that used to be tried and true, it's just like you said. It's all it's all forcing a, a political agenda. It's forcing something down a. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and say it: a rather naive population's throat, 
and they're they're naive not because they're not very bright, but they're naive because they they have this onslaught of BS that comes at them all the time. Yeah, that makes it makes it so. If you really want to be informed, used to be when when I was a kid, all you had to do was turn on the news and you would be informed, like it or not, you were informed. But now you've got to you've got to seek out the truth, and you've got to bring your own barometer to figure out what's BS and what's not. And it's you know it, it's impossible today to really uh, to really be educated about what's actually going on, or they make it as they make it as difficult as humanly possible. And shame I, on well, us. they're not journalists. But, they're not journalists but here's, at all. But here's something interesting. This morning I was reading this poll. Now, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, PBR, NPR, PBS, whatever the hell, they're not covering Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's business dealings. They're not covering it at all. But CNN decided to do a poll, even though they're not talking about it, even though they're saying there's no evidence, and they found that 66% of respondents say that Joe Biden's actions related to son Hunter Biden's business dealings were illegal. So those are CNN viewers, yeah. 66% of, and yet CNN is not covering the story. So that goes to show you that you people aren't watching, they aren't watching them anymore. It's, it's insane. And if they actually did cover the story, I think you'd wind up in 70, 75% of people that believe Joe, like myself, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, like you, believe that Joe <laughs> yeah. Biden is guilty of treason. Yeah, 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 yeah. treason. He has sold the United States for his own benefit and his family's own benefit to our enemy. Yeah. I mean, come on, folks. This is not something you can turn your back on. What's happened with Enrique and the Proud Boys and what's going on with those sentences that have been handed down, this is not something we can turn our backs on. No. Um, and I was, I was rather... Uh, rather appalled at DeSantis's uh, comment last night. I saw DeSantis was commenting on Newsmax. Love Newsmax, absolutely. But he was, he kind of skirted around the, I, I can't remember who, I think it was Rob Schmidt, I think, asked him, you know, would you, would you pardon uh, the Proud Boys? And he kind of skirted around it. Well, you know, some are guilty and some are not. But it's a BS. These people did not do anything. And if people would actually take the time to remember 20 minutes ago the proud boys were formed so that they could protect make america great again people against the black lives matter rioters uh, and against people who wanted to do them harm so the proud boys were not formed to come in and cause any problems they were formed to create a wall between true insurrectionists and constitutionalists. And we have so lost the, the, the truth of what that was. So we need a candidate who, who has a, the intestinal fortitude to say, look, if Donald Trump can't run, then vote for me. Because I'm going to, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pardon Donald Trump. Second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pardon all these people who have been unjustifiably imprisoned for the January 6th nonsense. And the third thing I'm going to do is I'm going to appoint Donald Trump as my as my number one advisor. Now, that's what somebody should say. Yes. And they're not. They're not, they're not saying it. I don't believe this 14th Amendment nonsense is going to, is going to, is going to keep Trump off the ballot. 
But, you know, a lot of things have happened in the last couple of years that I never thought would happen. How about you? Exactly. Have you been surprised? Oh, no, no. Let me tell you, and this is interesting, John. I don't remember back in the 90s, there were a group of men, and these were men of not, they were all colors, all of this, but they were, I think they called them one of the promise keepers, and they used to get together and they would, yeah, and, and they would pray, they would get together mass arenas and pray and commit themselves to being uh, 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 faithful to their families and their wives. The left destroyed them. Then the Tea Party movement, the Tea Party movement, which was uh, a group of people who wanted to return us to constitutional principles. And then there was uh, Moms for America, a group of moms who were tired of this nonsense transgender bullcrap and politics being taught in school. All of them were attacked in the same fashion. This is the first time that they've made them into political prisoners. And, John, i got to tell you, any republic, any country that is on the side of that is not long for this earth. The people in charge of this government are not going to be in charge forever because this will cause the people to say, we're done, get them out of office, return us to constitutional principles. But this is the first time. They've been able to jail people and send a signal that if you well, think the wrong you know, way, well, you could go to jail forever. You know who else did that to anyone who opposed his policies was Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Abraham, Abraham Lincoln arrested and in jailed, uh, imprisoned, pardon me, uh, newspapers who were against his version of what the war was about. No trial, no jury, no charge, no nothing, no recourse. He's the last one who did that. So it's, it's, it's interesting to me that, that people uh, are allowing this to happen. How bad does it have to get before we get to that wonderful movie network? You know, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I think, I think to, we're beyond if we're that. Not there, if we're not there, then where in the ever-loving hell are we? We've well, got I think to we... stop this. We can stop it in 24. We must stop it in 24. We do need, we need, I believe we need Donald Trump. But if something happens where they keep him from being able to run, then we need somebody that they do not suspect will actually be as if you voted Donald Trump in. Somebody who says, you know, like I said, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to pardon, I'm going to pardon the president. I'm going to pardon these people. And I'm going to, I'm going to appoint the president, the president. 45th president of the United States as my personal uh, right-hand man and uh, and screw these people. My God. Well, I mean, that's a good thing to say. So much. We can't allow them to get away with it. It's good. It's a good thing to say, John. To get on the to get on the radar to get your your quote as a presidential candidate. But what you just said isn't going to happen. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I disagree with you. I, I think that that nobody's going to be able to keep Donald Trump from running. Uh, oh, they're no, going to throw everything I they can not, at you, us. But, yeah. but it would be a, I, I don't think so either. But there'd have to be somebody, if there is no backup plan, there is no backup plan. Yeah. You know, we did not, we did not expect all those votes to go away and all those votes to suddenly appear in 2020, but they did. Let we me no if just. Plan because we did not believe we needed one. Well, John, there's a there's a there's a dynamic happening right now, and, and you've got the Mike Pence wing who says that uh, you know we shouldn't be populist, we should return to conservative ideals. Which, by the way, is nothing more than let's go back to the uh, the beast-slapped Republican Party that always gives in to Democrats. That's Mike Pence. That's Paul right. Ryan. 
All right. Right. Donald Donald Trump is the opposite of that. And I don't think that the Republican Party at large is going to go back to the old days of the GOP, the old Mitch McConnell. I don't think so so either. I don't think so either. But we've got to have somebody like Donald Trump. He's the only one that says, look, this is the greatest country in the history of the world. And we have had a setback, an intentional setback over the last couple of years where people have basically turned us into a socialist or communist country. And we have got to take it back. We have got to make America great again, not just because we want to, not just because it's the right thing to do. We have an obligation to make America great again, not just for America, but for the world, for anyone. You're exactly right. Under oppression. Who wants freedom? John, there are more people. I mean, listen, there are uh, literally there are protests in other countries. They realize that the world needs a strong America because America led the world out of darkness. I like to say, John, London, London existed for 1,200 years before the United States. And yet, 250 years ago, they were still crapping in the street. All right? They had 1,200 years to get where we got in 250. So the reason why you have a cell phone, the reason why we went to the moon and played golf is because of the United States. And, and the world needs the United States. By the way, that CNN poll is now trending on Twitter. And people are, it's, it's shocking. New CNN poll shows that more Americans believe Joe and Hunter Ill- acted illegally. CNN exposed itself. I think, John, I, I feel optimistic about the country. I feel very, we have a lot of tribulations to go through, John. But I really yeah, do the truth. Do. The truth is getting out, bro. I, I believe that. And, then we're, and I think we're experiencing well, a political. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know much how much time we have, but the, what, what they don't seem to realize is once, once they have indicted President Trump based on the fact that he said 2020 was rigged, now they have to prove 2020 was not rigged. Yeah. They fell into their own trap. Yeah. Are they that stupid? Do they really not realize that now it is incumbent upon them to prove that they are right and Donald Trump and, and 80 million people are wrong? Yeah. And that's what will come out. Let me ask you this, John. Let me ask you this. This is off off the topic of politics. Um, you're a songwriter. You're an artist. You uh, you love music. And by the way, I've been really getting down with some country crossover. Colton, a Coulter Wall. You ever hear of Coulter Wall? Holy hell! I've been listening to some really good crossover. Chris Stapleton, you know Chris Stapleton. But you know this this song, Rich Men North. Yeah, this this uh, this song, Rich Men North of Richmond. Uh, as a songwriter, as someone who appreciates lyrics and realizes the poetic power of lyrics, when you first heard that song, what did it say to you? When I first heard that song, I've, I've not heard the song. I apologize. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. I, you know I that. heard that song. You know, I'm in I'm in an incredible amount of mourning right now. Oh, so I, I got have, you. Uh, I have written a new album, so you know, I'm, I'm concentrated on my music. But you tell me. Tell me what North of Richmond means. I mean, North well, what of Richmond to me so What am I going to do? Like, you know, Lincoln's War. Yeah, well, let me tell you. Um, I, and I, I apologize. I should have asked you ahead of time because I know you are That's going okay. through a very difficult time, John. I apologize. And I also know that you've been on location, if I'm not mistaken. You've been on location as well. Yeah, I so, was uh, and, and yeah. What I'll do, what I'll do is we'll move on from it. I'll send you a copy of it, and I want to have you back on once you've had the chance, because I know that you're not, a, you can't be as plugged in as I am, because I have no life. Uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'll, oh but I'll send God. you. But I do believe. But I do believe that uh, we are experiencing not only a political wake up call, but a spiritual wake up call. You know, um, uh, I think we've got, like I, I said, you've got the trailer park and you've got the hood coming together because they realize how much we've been abused. We realize how high on the hog DC has lived while we've suffered. And so I think uh, I try to stay positive every day, John. And sometimes it when you when you look at everything harder to do but you know all we want rob is we want opportunity those people who are willing to pursue opportunity to go after it with both hands all we want is that chance to do so we don't want somebody to hand us something you know i was i was always raised i'd I'd rather i'd rather work for five dollars an hour than be given six yeah you know it's about seizing opportunity so those who are in power over not over us those who represent us in our government because remember they work for us it's a government by the people and for the people not a people by the government and for the government their job is to keep us safe hello hello borders hey john listen we can we take a break can we take a john can we take a break and come back we're running a little late can you do one more break real quick All right, bro, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show, John Schneider, on the other side. John Schneider on the Newsmax Highlight. Dude, we got to do an hour-long podcast. I'm afraid if you and I got started, we'd do a 12-hour podcast. Hey, why not? Why not? Why not? And we'd have problems would be fixed by the time we were done. I swear to God, no. But I, I think things are uh, are swinging in our direction. I think they they really uh, kind of shot their wad in twenty twenty. Uh, we've got a lot of things in front of us. We've got a lot of tribulations, and you know, John, as well as I do, that uh, you got to go through tribulations to reach enlightenment. And I think we're going to get there. So I'm 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 continuing to be. You can't be depressed. You've got to be a joyful warrior. Uh, otherwise, your morale's going to go, and you're going to lose. You have to take action. You know, we can't uh, we can't be on the sidelines. We've got to do something, and the very least that we have to do is vote. I'm I'm still shocked where I run into people who say, "Oh, I'm not going to vote. What's the What's the difference? What difference does my vote make?" Well, come on, your difference your your vote makes all the difference in the world. People have died for your right and your obligation to vote, um, and yet one of the one of the ploys of the of the Democrats is to make. Uh, Republicans, not even Republicans on the fence, but just, you know, Republicans who work for a living like most Republicans do, uh, think, you know, it's not it's not worth their time because it's already fixed. You know, it's already in the bag. One thousand percent. Got to come against that with everything we've got. Yeah, that's what I said to my kids. My my son came back from college, walked a mile in the rain to vote because I made sure they were with me whenever whenever I voted. I said, you cannot live in this country and not vote. And honestly, I got no time for people who say, I never voted in my life. You know, screw you. Then I won't talk to you. I don't have time for the nonsense. John, we got to yeah, run here. Gotta, it, uh, what, it gives you a platform on which to complain. You know, thank you. That's, I'm always looking for that. <laughs> All right, man. So, what are you working on now, real quick? You got about a minute here. What's going on? Okay, uh, where can on we find the new album? The new album, which is a tribute to my beautiful bride. It's called uh, "We're Still Us." That'll come out on what you you and I know. I call it Orange Friday. It's the Friday after Thanksgiving, uh, in honor of the General Lee, because orange cars matter. So. Um, <laughs> That comes out also. Yes. also yes. At the yes. same time, yes. my, my bride was working on a uh, was working on a book about how to navigate the uh, the slings and arrows of the of the of oncology and of, of cancer called In the Driver's Seat, and that book will be out uh, at the same time as the album. 
So that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing mostly now is uh, is paying tribute to the most wonderful person I ever knew. <laughs> I know, bro, and I can't even imagine what you're going through. I'm married to her, and I, uh, you know, and I I realize more and more every day that what it's worth and what it means to me because uh, I would oh be lost God. without her. If I'd be ever, lost without her, bro. If it ever goes away, you just uh, you can't imagine. So I've become uh, I've become kind of the poster child for uh, for people who are grieving, and I'm, I'm telling people, look, it's okay to cry, it's okay to talk about it. Yeah, uh, find people who are on the same road as you, and and make friends with them because right. you know, we are truly gotcha. the only people who understand. All right, listen, we got to run. We're up against a heartbreak. God bless you, bro. We'll talk again soon. All right, bye. Guys, it's Carson. If you don't know already, I am live noon to three Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country. And the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? And above all, don't catch the stupid. Stupid. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com